This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Happy Monday. Merry Christmas. I just told you in the last hour, I'm the perfect person to be Twitter's new CEO. Elon Musk, uh, according to his Twitter feed, is going to step down as CEO. I'm telling you, it's going to take a Christian. It's going to take a journalist. It's going to take someone fearless. It's going to take someone who can write and defend the decisions made at Twitter in writing. It's going to take someone who can host a podcast and a show and defend and explain Twitter's decisions. I should be the CEO of Twitter. I'll continue with that explanation in a few seconds. you guys i'm the host of fearless with jason whitlock on blaze tv and on youtube at youtube.com slash jason whitlock one of my contributors and my partner on the show he's the director of fearless tj mo tj played football at the university of missouri uh tj is one of the smartest people i know uh he's very grounded in the bible he helped eric schmidt get elected to the senate in Missouri, uh, TJ is a, they call it a renaissance man, or, 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 or <laughs> TJ is one of the brightest young minds I know. We, I want to welcome him to the Glenn Beck radio program to help me talk about Elon Musk. T, uh, TJ and I talked about this last night uh, when TJ texted me, look what Elon uh, tweeted out about moving on or putting up the poll about potentially moving on as CEO of Twitter. When you read that last night, TJ, what were your initial thoughts? I was disappointed because um, when he put that poll up, he already knew the outcome. So to me, what he's saying is, you guys get your wish, go ahead. I'll I'll step down. And and the reason I'm frustrated is because 
we're setting a precedent, and we have. This, this precedent has, has long been established, but um, there are a few people that buck this trend. And the precedent is that if the left pushes hard enough and threatens you enough and extorts you enough, they will always get their way. And so I don't think you can ever or you should ever throw your hands up on their terms. You can throw your hands up on your terms, whatever that might be. Um, and you knew when you signed up for this job, you decided, you know, that you were going to, they called it a hostile takeover of Twitter. You knew what was coming. And, you know, this isn't his first rodeo. He, he's gone through things at Tesla. He's gone through things at SpaceX. He, he's someone who, um, to, throughout his life, has been a contrarian and goes by his principles. And so, to me, this... This is a throw your hands up moment and the left is celebrating because they have another victim. And as someone who despises that sort of discourse, I, I can't stand it. So what do you think of my contention that Elon's lack of faith is part of the reason why he's folding and, and I applaud him for the effort. I, I, I really do. He's trying to make significant change. And who knows, we'll, we'll see who he comes up with as the new CEO uh, to replace him. But, but I, I guess, I, although I was excited about what he was doing, his lack of religious faith always made me suspicious of whether or not he could take the level of heat that comes with taking over the greatest propaganda tool in the history of the planet. When you said that earlier in the show, the first person I thought of was Matt Walsh, because I, I do think it's his faith that has kept him in this fight as he gets death threats, his family gets death threats, and he continues to go after this gender ideology nonsense. I think without his faith, he would have folded already. So I do agree with that. Um, what we discuss on Fearless all the time, the answers to all of life's problems are in that Bible. And if you don't know the Bible, then you, you're, you're going to try to make them up on your own. And, you know, um, man does not have a lot of wisdom. It, the, the men who have wisdom took it from the Bible. That's, that's where all wisdom lies within the Bible. And this is why our founders are so brilliant. You know, it's the, there, there was a single verse, I believe it was, it was John Adams that, that quoted it when talking about the separation of powers in our government came directly from Jeremiah 17, 9. It says the heart is, is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So the idea there is we can't give all of the power to just one man because he will be corrupted. Everyone's corrupted at some point, particularly if you're not actively pursuing the Bible. So we will separate powers and we will have a system of checks and balances so that hopefully everyone is not corrupted all at the same time and that you can look after each other and not have these issues. So I actually, I don't think there should be a next CEO per se to have all of the power. Cause right now it is one, the, the whim of one man gets to decide and I get it. It's his company, $44 billion he spent, but, but I would actually like to see a system where there are checks and balances in a, in a clearly identifiable um, terms of service or constitution, we'll say, like the founders did. And, and that's how we've been able to have this type of success. It's, it, you, you know, 
Twitter is not like any other company. This is this is why the government has considered it at some point and, and may still do it um, a utility because it's it's absolutely necessary in many ways for our um, public discourse. And so I, I would I would actually not like to see just one person in charge of everything. I think that has led to a lot of disasters. I, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want a czar. Uh, and, and and I would like some shared leadership, but somebody has to be the CEO. And and I think one of the things that Elon recognizes is that for free speech and democracy to uh, live on and to have a chance, it must be protected foremost and first in America. And so let every country in my view needs their own ceo of twitter and and perhaps then that's your counsel on how decisions are made recognizing that america comes first because we have more freedom we value free speech more than anyone else i i wouldn't want to really have much say so over how Twitter operates in India or some of these other countries. And I, I can't China. I don't even think allows Twitter. Uh, but but I, I mostly want to, I want to have say so over how Twitter operates here in America. And if we get it right here in America, there's a better chance of us getting it right every place else. Well, so it, it's actually it's a different story everywhere else because since other people don't have the free speech laws that we do, Twitter can't operate the same way. It already operates differently in every other country than it does in the United States. Um, I, I believe it's Germany that has laws. Um, whenever I send a questionable tweet and somebody reports me, then I, I think Twitter sends me something that says, according to German law, we are required to notify you when someone um, reports you for abusive language and such. And so what, that's already happening to, to some degree. We don't have a CEO to say it operates different in every country, but every country has different free speech laws or lack of free speech laws, we'll say, where I know Germany certainly does not have the same kind of free speech laws that, that, that we do. I've, I've heard, I think Stephen Crowder talking a lot about this, how you know, the hate speech over there is not free speech, right? In, in America, there, there's no such thing as hate speech hate speech. We just label it, you know, things that we don't like, we call it that, but that, that is protected speech. And the, the whole point of protected speech is so that, you know, hate speech can exist because it's, it's likely just speech that you disagree with. And so uh, my contention has been that Elon from the start has said that free speech is what he wants. And he went on to define that. This is why I was so excited from the beginning, because I, I don't believe in personal discernment. And again, the, the heart of man is wicked. So what we do have, though, is, is a set of principles and values that the American Constitution has established and shown to be successful. And so he tweeted out, this is back on April 26th, he said, by free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. I'm against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. 
That's the way I think it should be run. And then you don't need someone so important in the driver's seat. What you need is someone who says, would this, is this in a court of law, would this be inciting violence? If the answer is yes, you take it down and perhaps you suspend them and have some sort of consequence. If the answer is no, you leave it up. I think it's that simple. And so a court of law, obviously it's not always so cut and dry. That's why we go to court. We generally have an idea of what a direct incitement of violence is versus something you just don't like. And so I think if you, if you went at it that way, it wouldn't be so important as to who's running Twitter and who's not. I'm going to politely disagree with TJ when we come back. So TJ, <clears throat> Elon Musk said a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that he wanted Twitter to be the most trusted news source in the world. And I remember tweeting at him like, man, that's a high bar. Uh, just make this place fun again. <laughs> that's enough. And, and, but, but now, here I am a month later, understanding his objective and, and perhaps why he wants to do that, I'm arguing that Twitter does need an editor, that Twitter is so important to public discourse and that Twitter is America's information source. That's where people go get the news first, that it needs an editor. And, and, and I would add, you know, if you incite violence, any speech that incites violence, I think we both agree should be out of bounds and off limits and should provoke an immediate suspension. But I also think that Twitter should do things to promote and to to promote and penalize people who do ad hominem attacks. Having worked in the newspaper industry for as long as I did, if I delved into, lurched into name calling and just ad hominem attacks, editors, hey, don't do that. That's that's beneath you, that's beneath us as a newspaper. We don't do that. And and if I'm running Twitter, I don't want this place to be filled with people going, you're a piece of doo-doo, you're a coon, you're an N-word, you're a uh, racist, blah, 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 you're a... I, I would be doing things like if you uh, specialized in ad hominem attacks, you would eventually be suspended. And eventually, if you do it enough times, maybe it's 12 times or we suspend you 12 times, eventually year ban, maybe even a permanent ban. But anything we can do to promote actual healthy discourse and penalize people that are just there to call names, I, I, I think Twitter should be in the business of that. And I know it makes the job more difficult. But but I, I think if you want a healthy exchange of ideas and free speech, that there's some of the personal attacks that should be cleaned up on Twitter. I can see that. <clears throat> the, the question is, um, I, I think Elon's tried to address some of that, actually. Uh, if, if you look at his most recent he sent this out just a couple of days ago where he was talking about the people who've actually signed up for Twitter Blue 
are going to have the most valued opinion around here. And so what we're going to do is start giving down votes to people who are muted a lot and blocked a lot by other people. And so their stuff will go to the bottom and you just won't see much of it. So my contention would be that those people don't necessarily need to be suspended. Um, they don't even need to have their voice censored. It's just that people aren't going to see it at the same rate. And, and we should also make the tools easier. You should be able to, well, in fact, you've done some of this on your own. You, you, we talked about this on, on Trios once upon a time, that we should have easier to use tool, uh, easier to use tools that allow you to create your own experience that you want on Twitter. So, so we should introduce to people and show them how to use, like, if you don't want to see these certain words, then you will never see them. You go in and tell people that if you don't want to, uh, there's a list of 30 words, you put them in there. Anybody who says those words to you or at you, you will never actually see them. So this way, you're not here's actually my violating. Issue. Here's my issue. Other people shouldn't be able to see them either because it has an impact. It, let, let's say getting called a bigot bothers TJ Moe and he puts that anybody that tweets at me bigot but if your boss sees hundreds of tweets calling you a bigot for no good reason it's just a personal attack or or calling you if if some gay person is being called the f word and it's just a personal attack not only should you not have to see it neither should your potential employer that that's a hard sell for me because I think there's there's an issue with what what we're doing is saying that let's get a, let's get rid of all of the information opinions that we don't like and we deem to be unreasonable and we're left as the arbiters of truth and it's I think that's very dangerous because isn't it my boss's responsibility to have a set and say and he's a coward your you boss think. is a coward and we don't give him help <laughs> he's going to be he's going to remain a coward I, you know having had a lot of bosses they're mostly cowards i'm with you on that and so it isn't it then the job for us to fix our cowardice and not say that you know what you're going to be a coward forever the only fix is to, to hide all the information that would uh that would show everybody your cowardice and and uh, make you make bad decisions. We're going to hide all of that from you. I think that's pretty dangerous because at some point you're going to run into to a situation where we're all going to have to face that cowardice. And the only way to do that is to work through it and gain courage. Look, people used to be able to say, because again, I believe in free speech to the ultimate. I just believe there should be consequences to personal attacks and the incitement of violence. You get to take LeBron James, who tweeted out, you're next at the Columbus, Ohio police officer. And TJ, we only got like 30, 40 seconds, so you got to be quick here. But, but you're next at the Columbus, Ohio police officer. I believe LeBron should have been instantly suspended for one week. Leave the tweet up. It could still be there right now, but he should have been suspended and people need to think before they tweet. And there's not enough incentive for people to think before they tweet. I think that's absolutely correct. I think I would take the tweet down because crazy people read those things when you're inciting violence. But I am with you on that. Well, we disagree on how to get there, but there needs to be some 
method that we can get people to think before they tweet because there is no real consequence at this point unless of course you're a conservative thank you tj great job i'm gonna have some more on elon musk royce white's gonna join us in the second hour stay tuned the glenn back program All right, welcome back. Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Uh, I have some competition for Twitter CEO. Snoop Dogg has thrown his hat into the ring. He's put out his own Twitter poll. It's got nearly 2 million votes, and I think like 80% of them are saying uh, Snoop Dogg should be the next CEO of Twitter. Doesn't surprise me, and again, I know Snoop is joking, and I know most of the people responding to the poll are joking, but Snoop would be the perfect CEO of hell on earth. He would keep things the same. He would be a slave to the alphabet mafia, the LGBTQ, Silent P, BLM movement that's in control of Twitter, because most of these people... All these influencers, most of these celebrities, or virtually all of them, are slaves to the alphabet mafia. And, you know, they're slaves to the secular movement. They're slaves to a godless society. And that's what Twitter is. Twitter is like the playground for the godless society. It is outdoor resource uh, for the godless society or indoor recess for the godless society. I've been explaining to you all this morning that the answer to the great reset that's been done to us and to America is for us to have a great reset. Those of us that are believers. Someone tweeted at me today that's listening to the show is like, hey, the answer to one extreme isn't to go to the other extreme. And they're basically suggesting that I'm an extremist and that there's some place where we can all meet in the middle and happiness be restored. And there needs to be a, hey, I can see both sides. And isn't that what's fair? And and that person does not understand how America got here, how America became the land of opportunity, the envy of the world, the place with the most freedom and most fairness and most opportunity for anyone that enters this country. And that's why people of all stripes and colors beat down doors and illegally and legally tried to get into this country. And it's not because the founding fathers, hey, I can see both sides. Hey, let's build documents that completely ignore the Bible. That's not what they said. The founders went the other direction. They were extremists like me. And I say that in a good way. And, and again, I'm aware that the founders were flawed. If you, I can't remember the last time I was on this show, <clears throat> if I explained it then, 
but but it's like I love the people that in 2022 think foolishly that the current group of human citizens, particularly here in America, are the smartest group of American citizens of all time. It's just not true. The people that think we're the most moral people of all time and that we're fairer than everybody else, than all of our founding fathers. And how dare we look on at the founders as 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 even founders or even people worthy of respect. They own slaves and they lived at a time when slavery was commonplace. Look how flawed they are. I'm not in any way justifying slavery, but I do want you to know that someone a hundred years from now, 200 years from now, or certainly when Jesus Christ returns is going to look at this American society and say, you killed babies. You normalized the killing of babies. You normalized sticking a tube up into a woman's vagina and snatching a baby out to its death. And you think you're better than Thomas Jefferson and George Washington? Someone's going to say, Jesus won't say it, but someone's going to say, get the F out of here. You think you're better than those people. You baby murdering and normalizing the murder of baby people think you're better than George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. No, you're not. We're not the smartest people. We're not the most moral people. In fact, we may be worse than the founders. I certainly would argue that we're worse. I certainly believe the murders of babies in the womb. I believe it. And I'm black. I believe it's worse than slavery. That's not me caping up for the founding fathers. That's me standing on truth. What could be more innocent than a baby in the womb? So miss me with all of that. And again, when you I use Twitter and these social media apps because it's part of the job. It's part of the responsibility. You need it for communication. But I make no secrets about these things, particularly Twitter. They're evil. They're tools for propaganda. They're tools to remove you from any biblical morality. They're tools used to make you give in to your lusts and feelings and it's Instagram, Twitter, all of it. They're tools of the devil. And unless someone in direct communication, conversation, belief in God takes control of these tools, they're always going to be used for evil. That's not me being some religious zealot. That's just me speaking facts into existence. 
The reason this country is so great is because the founding fathers didn't have some big disagreement about whether our rights came from a higher power, from our creator, from God. They put that in writing and into law. They put the seeds in the Declaration of Independence and in the Constitution and our Bill of Rights to remove slavery. And it worked and it happened. And that's why this country has turned into the freest, most prosperous land of opportunity in the existence of humanity. And in order for us to get back there, we're going to have to quit compromising and thinking meeting a group of godless people halfway to uh, halfway to stupidity is the solution. Hey, let's find a compromise. Let's meet them halfway to stupidity. No, it's not time to back up. There is a God. There are some truths espoused in that Bible that we must stand on. That's what founded this country and made it great. And that's what will return it to greatness and remove this chaos because their path that they have us on right now. And again, without Twitter, this wouldn't be happening. But right now we have a debate going on in this country about whether there are more than two genders. What pronouns are we using? This is all driven by Twitter. This is all hostile to biblical truth spelled out in the book of Genesis, things that we had all agreed upon. What was it that made us all come together? What was the, the thread that, that bound us? What did Frederick Douglass and all the other people, the abolitionists that stood against slavery and increased freedom for all Americans. What truth did they stand on to make that happen? They stood on the Bible. And so these godless people now that act like, oh, they're better than Thomas Jefferson. They're better than George Washington. They're better than Ben Franklin. These godless people would have done nothing if they were around in the 16, 17, 1800s. They would not have fought against slavery because they stand on no truth. It's easy now to pretend like you would, but they wouldn't. And you know why I know they wouldn't? Because they enjoy and they fight for the killing of babies in the womb. They have no morality. They have no convictions. Unless a man with real convictions takes over Twitter, Twitter, the enemies of the American people, the people, the people in power will always destroy that man and make him fold. I'm not criticizing Elon Musk, but if he were standing on biblical truth, he wouldn't fold. He wouldn't back down. He wouldn't acquiesce to the demands of these evil, satanic people. Don't go anywhere. I got more. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Stand up.
All right, welcome back. Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Some of what I'm saying, I'm sure, will sound crazy. And it's like, is Whitlock off on a lark? Is he being serious? I'm being dead serious. I'd like to be the CEO of Twitter. And I honestly feel that someone like me has to be the CEO of Twitter. Someone who, and, and again, I know Christians further along in their journey than me. I'm not sure, and, and we will have to see if push comes to shove, but I'm not sure if people are willing to suffer as much as I'm willing to suffer in pursuit of God's mission. And I don't say that to pretend to be some sort of super duper Christian. Anybody that's listened to my show, anybody that's seen me talk in public, whether on my show, Tucker Carlson show, in writing, I, I, I lived a life out in the world full of sin. I, I, I did that. And I've repented and asked for forgiveness and all that. I'm no sort of perfect Christian. But, but I do understand that suffering is part of being a good Christian. It's a sign that you're actually following Jesus. So those of you, and this is where what like Kanye's having to figure out. When they shower billions of dollars on you, that, that's probably not a sign that you're following God. That's probably a sign that you're following the secular. That's probably a sign that you're following all of their rules. And so I, 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 I go to Timothy, 2 Timothy. Chapter 4, verse 5, but you, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Suffering is part of this, and this is when I keep talking about the, the persecution that Elon Musk is enduring. I have sympathy for him. I get why the fire is too hot. I'm not in any way trying to denigrate Elon Musk and what he's doing. But what I am saying is my mindset to that suffering, to that persecution will be different because I will see it and interpret it as a sign. Oh, I must be doing the right thing. God must be very pleased with me. These Satanists hate me and want to kill me. They want to jail me. That will be my sign, because again, if you're not being persecuted, if you're not being ridiculed, if the secular don't hate you, it probably means you're not following God. And I don't say that to put myself on a pedestal. I'm saying that to say I court being persecuted. I truly do. I don't want to be liked by this world. This world is too evil. It's too, and, and it mostly for me, it comes down to what they're doing to kids. 
the sexualization of kids, the fact that Twitter had child abuse, sexualization pervasive and did nothing about it. The fact that Twitter has promoted this culture where drag queens are all over schools sexualizing kids. And we've done nothing about it. It's an issue worth dying for. It's an issue worth being persecuted for. I feel sorry for the people that don't want to join in this fight. All right, stick around. Royce White's going to join me on the other side of this break. This is the Glenn Beck Program.